So, crew, uh, it's December, yes? Uh-huh. Uh, it's a December Joag. Um, we are some three fucking years into the journey, maybe a bit more. Um, why don't we kick off this week with some just some really fucking classic, just a really fucking intriguing classic little twisty little fucking, you know, local <laughs> murder case. What do you think? Okay. What yeah, do you say? I'm on board with I mean, this. I'm... Beautiful. It's okay. it's a case which is live, you know, it's ongoing. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. There, there have been recent developments. It's a banger. Uh, I want to take you, if I may, to 2017, all right? 2017 uh, in the town of Delphi, which is... The Delphi murders. Are, are you familiar? A little bit, because last podcast on the left on their side stories has talked a bit about well, them. But I'm not. This is not one I've like deep dived on. So I am excited good. about this. Well, I, listen, I'm Leanne, I'm assuming you're not familiar. I might pick it up as it goes, but if it was popular enough, but I don't. Right. I don't read a lot well, of murders. <laughs> let me know. For for look, we we have a vast international fan base, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, so this is for them. I'm taking you all back to 2017 in the the small town of Delphi, where uh, Abby and Libby, who are 13 and 14 respectively, have just been dropped off by uh, Libby's sister uh, to go on a hike. To go on a hike across. Uh, an old bridge in their town. They both attended Delphi Community Middle School, these two girls. Uh, firm friends. They would play saxophone together. They would attend saxophone lessons, play volleyball together. Firm friends. And the trail that they were hiking on, it is leafy and it is green and it is overgrown. And it included a bridge, really old ass fucking bridge, which at its peak is high as fuck seven and a half stories high at its zenith and just three meters across all right it's old it's treacherous it's dilapidated so the girls are dropped off from this hike and they're due to be collected later that evening at 3 15 by libby's grandfather but they fail to show up all right they never turn up they never make it the hours tick on the minutes tick on by 5 p.m the families are out searching for them uh, by 6 p.m., most of the town had joined them. Uh, it's a small town, Delphi, of around 3,000 people. The police were out, the townsfolk were out, but the girls were nowhere to be found. Now, we know that they were fine at 2 p.m. because Libby uploaded a photo of her friend Abby walking on that iconic, that fucked-up bridge. Uh, she posted that to Snapchat at 2.09, so we know that they were both fine then. I know that this is the going days... to <clears throat> come up more in this story, how technology mm. plays into it and whatnot. But like, just while we're here, it is wild how like, we often have such like incredible timestamps for the things that people do, especially young people, yes. because it's like they yes. post everything. So uh-huh. it's like, yeah. you want to know where they were? Just look at their socials. And it's probably Metadata. Yeah, 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 meta- yeah, yeah, yeah. I listened to a whole podcast not a podcast I particularly liked because the ethics of it were not great, but like this guy (laughs) like managed to get some like Canadian guy to hack someone's like Google stuff. And it's like, you know how when you like you go to a place somewhere, maybe a place you don't even remember that you've been before. Yes. And your like Google thing pops up and it's like, Oh, you were here three years ago or whatever. Oh, yeah. Like, what the fuck? And it's like yeah. it has minute by minute, like second Listen, by second information. You go into the Google settings you on your phone right now and you have a timeline of exactly where mm-hmm. you've been and when. 
how many exactly. you know, miles you traveled on a particular day where you visited. It's and all it's more precise than we even really give it yes. credit for. And you yes. could like this guy was able to figure out like this person drove halfway down this long driveway and parked there for an hour and then came back mm. out of the driveway or like you know, things like that. And you're like, it's just insane. A lot of information. Yeah. Yeah, right. Like we we've been talking about the fact that it's like a lot harder to be a serial killer and things like that in this day and age. And like this shit is why. So anyways, intense. very Snapchat's two oh nine. Uh the fucking world is searching for them by now, of course, right? Law enforcement, firefighters, volunteers, the fucking the feds got involved, man. The FBI uh was supporting really significantly. There was a task force formed to analyze the fucking entire area, pursue leads. There were fucking warrants executed. You know, they they really went in on trying to find these girls. Um, but the following day on the 14th, their bodies were found about half a mile from that bridge that we were talking about, right? The Monon High Bridge. They were found about half a mile away, dead, stabbed to death. Um, now, when they were found, law enforcement immediately made the decision to kind of hold back details of the investigation, right? There's only one person out there who fucking knows what really happened to those girls, and it's it's the guy or guys or gals or other who did it. Um, right. But it was released that Libby, in the minutes or hours before their death, captured a super, super brief video and audio clip of the guy who you know logic demands was responsible for their murder um the fucking audio clip that was released has the guy saying simply just three words down the hill and it's nothing more than a three or four second quite grainy smartphone image of this guy but you know he's he's fucking visible and it's super 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 eerie just that whispered kind of command down the hill um i've actually got a link to the video here if you want to see it i'll send it over to you and, and link to it whatever it's eerie as shit yeah um Ooh. Additional details emerged over time, right? Sketches. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Leanne just um, kind of like made like a uncomfortable uh, noise. <laughs> <laughs> um, nope, don't want to see it. <laughs> no, we'll watch it. I, so brave. <laughs> but it's there. Should you should you decide in in the dead of night tonight that you want to give it a watch? <laughs> yeah, it's it's there for you to do that, right? Um, the public got involved as well, right? Podcasters got involved. The podcast specifically was set up uh, to to explore and to to um, almost keep the case alive. Go down the hill. And I'm sorry, I have to intervene again here because this is another thing that like is always wild. Is that like now at this point, if you want something to like get solved, you just have to put a yes. podcast on it because the cops will not solve it. Yes, <laughs> there's just yeah. simply 100%. no way you need to have a podcast investigating yeah. it. Uh, citizen power, isn't it? I guess. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but you know, they uh, they came up with loads of kind of working theories, which ended up, you know, to be very, very, very close to the mark. Um, they theorized that the killer had to be somebody who knew those woods, knew that area, uh, someone who spent a lot of time outdoors, somebody who would have um, kind of rehearsed the crime, you know, who'd probably walked that track so many, so many times. And you know, if that was true, they they were able to map out. A uh, minute by minute, how he would have passed the girls walking in the other direction, scanned the place for for others, you know, for witnesses, and then doubled back and caught them, you know, and that's when they noticed him. That's when the recording happened. Um, but even with all of that interest, even with all of that input, official and 
unofficial, the case went completely cold until 2022. Right? Yeah. When uh, a guy was arrested, a guy by the name of Richard Allen, 50-year-old, a, a resident, um, uh, one of the 3,000 from Delphi, just, you know, had been living his life amongst, in the community. Uh, one of 3,000 people. One of 3,000 people. And, you know, photos of the guy, he... he he isn't somebody who would blend in. He's uh, he's he's kind of a, an individual-looking guy. He's got a long beard. He's somebody who you would who, who would stand out, uh, but right. he blended into the community. He worked at CVS. Now I don't know what that is. <laughs> it's a, it's a, the the chemist is that what you call the the pharmacist? Hey! Yes, yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Like boots or something. It's boots. Yes, um, exactly like that. Yes, <laughs> which makes sense, right? Because it, it emerged that I think it was one of Libby's relatives. Um, actually crossed paths with this guy when she took some prints in from the girl's funeral to be developed. Oh, wow. uh, it was it was our boy Richard who processed those prints uh, and reportedly kind of gave them to her for free as a gesture of, of kind of, you know. Uh, wow. wow. Yes, 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 yes. Crazy it's shit. It's like, like killers insert themselves into, you know, yeah, investigations yeah, 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 yeah. and things like that. But like in a town that small, mm. he just is a part of it it's yeah. not out there you in certain parties you or anything be? it's you, just you can't help but be yeah. <clears throat> yeah. by virtue of being there like yeah oh, you're part of it. and like giving up for free like yes i don't know it's like i it, mm. <laughs> it's just that's an yeah. interesting thing to do because it's like was it guilt like did he feel guilty or was it just kind of a like did that's he feel the that gesture it, that would be expected of you exactly 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 yes i i, I would suspect that Mm. do this it'll 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 be it'll, it'll look cool yeah but but it gets it gets even more interesting right because okay. um a warrant from the fbi revealed <clears throat> in 2017 right that the crime scene was fascinating the girl's bodies appeared to have been moved and staged and positioned very deliberately at the crime scene right yeah um there was writing at the crime scene signatures names written <laughs> Uh, whether that was before or after the murder, we don't know. But there were there was you know signatures they keep being referred to all over the crime scene, and that's formed the basis of Alan's defense. Right, his attorneys have put forward the defense that the girls were killed. Are you ready? By members of a pagan oh, North religion and white supremacist group known as Odinists. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah okay sure the yeah. Odinists did it Leanne is nodding there as though yeah. you got something to say about the Odinists no I mean that's just stuff they do so okay that's their MO it's just, yeah I mean it's like satanic panic <clears throat> like, exactly it's yeah, just, yeah 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 it's yeah, our yeah, favorite yeah. it's our yeah. favorite random satanic cult yeah, yeah like oh it wasn't me it was clearly this well this is Odinist of... as fuck yeah yeah sure <laughs> um, the in the filing, the attorneys say that uh, members of a pagan Norse religion called Odinism, hijacked by white nationalists, ritualistically sacrificed Abigail Williams and Libby German. The attorney said in the filing, and nothing connects their client with any sort of religious cult. Ergo, wow, that is a really what is what's that? That is like an obvious logical fallacy that I, I can't think of what it is, but where it's like you start yeah. at the conclusion and then you work backwards from there. Yeah. Like, so kind of since it was clearly a cult and he is not in a cult, then ergo, <laughs> him. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, oh, furthermore, no, the they, they, 
they go well yeah they go on no they're, further they're, questions your honor in the delphi the delphi area is home to two uh notable odinist sects oh, okay. uh or you know or, or indiana what state is, is it oh indiana okay yeah yes. okay gotcha okay. um <laughs> but the case continues it couldn't i i don't think it could have been him if they were posed in an odinistic fashion i don't see how i just don't see how he could have you know he's no odinist <laughs> So, what makes that like so there it's simply that they were posed and that there uh, are some names on the walls this feels like some true detective shit doesn't it i did not watch that oh uh, did you not well no i watched like two episodes and i was like <laughs> no <laughs> true absolutely detective not was awesome anyway <laughs> this feels like some true detective shit they've obviously you know the 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 attorneys the lawyers, they've done their research. Oh, pose bodies. Yeah, that's Odinist. I don't know. I don't know. Um, Did the cops say this? Because again, this is why podcasts exist. <laughs> yeah, cops are like, you're no, right. It's definitely the Odinist. Just the attorneys. Um, okay. As far as I can gather. We've had a huge problem with Odinists lately. <laughs> <laughs> I had a nickel for every Odinist. Seriously, it's invading India. <laughs> If your call is related to Odinists, press one. Yeah. <laughs> so there we go. That's that's you know, was it Odinists? I don't know. Do you? Can you categorically tell me that it wasn't so Odinists? Wait, no, you can't. They didn't let him off on that, did they? Oh no, it's ongoing, man. Okay. This is this is an ongoing case. The Odinist is is you know, that's quite a new development. That's a new break in the case. Okay. Um, they, but they've listen, recently come up with that. You can guarantee I'm gonna be staying close to this one. Yeah, I mean it's it's an interesting story. Even when you take the Odinism thing out of it, I mean, mm. like you said, the clip thing is super creepy, but it's also like sort of speaks to this is like 2017, right? This happened 2017, yeah. Um, and it's like this girl like was savvy enough to mm. to think that like you know I'm gonna try to cat capture something of well, this. If down, but the hill, like, if, if down the hills, uh, you know, timeline is correct, they would have seen him passing them. Right. So then she turns around and sees the same guy turn around to follow them. Fuck right. And she's like, bit. oh, shit. This, that. I can't remember if I've, like, this feels like a story I should have told on here, but I can't remember doing it. At this point, you might um, have done. But, no, 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 not this. I was oh. about to tell a story from my own life. You'll probably do it um, next week better. Do it better yeah, next week. <laughs> I'm going to retell this story. No, 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 no. No, but from what I have heard of this story, this sounds correct. This is not another 90 foot stone situation. But oh. when I was in high school, yeah. um, a friend and I, I were working there. on a project. This was, so you remember me and Kelly DeBartok? You, you recall this? Yeah, so... Kelly and I, freshman year, well, Leah is still Kelly in our school. Kelly DeBartok. Yeah. Um, we we <laughs> went and uh, we were working on like a project at the library. And Kelly was like kind of like a motherly type, you know, like kind of person who like worried about everything. And you were like, okay, mm. you need to like take it down a notch, Kelly. Like, you know, but she, there was a guy who like he was wearing camo pants and like a yellow t-shirt and he had like long blonde hair and a ponytail mm. and he was like he was kind of near us while we were outside filming stuff and kelly was like i'm getting bad vibes 
don't like this dude. Let's go inside. And I was like, Kelly, like, we need to finish this project. Like, we were filming stuff outside. Like, can we just do this? She's like, no, we got to go inside. So we go and we like go into the kids section. She's like, we're just going to hide. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is so embarrassing. So we go and we like hide behind like a bookshelf in the kids section. And then the guy comes in and we see him like looking around. And I'm like, okay. That is a little fucking weird. <laughs> the guy then did appear to follow us inside and look for us. So the next day we go to school and uh, they like over the intercom are like there was an incident on the bike path by Mill Valley Middle School yesterday. Uh, a girl was assaulted by a man oh. on the bike path. And I jokingly turned to Kelly and I was like, was he wearing camo pants? And then they describe him yeah. <laughs> in the camo pants with the ponytail, the whole thing. And I was like, "Oh, that's incredible. Holy shit. <laughs> like Kelly was completely right. Her instincts were completely spot on about like this guy and what he was planning. Um, and like at the time, I'm wondering because like we were videotaping with like a camcorder or whatever. I'm like, we might have this guy on video somewhere, but they caught him like, you know, and, and whatever happened. But it's like these kids were like, yeah, the their hackles were up. They were like, mm, yeah, 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 yeah. this yeah. guy's clearly yeah. like following us or whatever. And they did what they could. And clearly, you know, given the situation, it didn't work out. But like with that kind of technology that people have. I mean, it's kind of that like fine line, right? Like she's trying to get video or yes. a sound recording or whatever, but also if he sees it, he's just going to take the phone. Yeah. So, you know, there's only so much that she can do, but um, I just find it fascinating to think about these kids, like having like the like foresight the to be like, 100%. yeah, to like get a bad vibe and yep. then try to do what they can to like, yeah, you know, identify this person. Hopefully, I'm sure they wanted to get away, but knowing that if they didn't, they were going to have some sort of evidence. So listen, that's the takeaway from this little opener, right? You may not get away, but even if you do or if you don't, trust the vibes. Trust, trust the vibes. The vibes. Yeah. Vibe if it sucks, hit the bricks. If it sucks, hit the bricks. This is like, honestly... That's the thing that I kind of learned from that experience and that like yeah. it's good that these kids had because especially when you're young, but like especially for women and stuff like that, you learn to be so polite, you know, don't assume someone is coming after you, give them a smile, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Everything's good. But it's like if the vibes are off, hit Get the bricks. Mm. GTFO. Let me quote directly from my notes, if I may. Yes, please do. Fucking look at these nerds. Oh, mise-en-scene. I don't think anyone has ever said mise-en-scene in such a horny way before. The way I whispered the word sex cannibal recently. Worst comes to worst, Mark. I'm willing to guillotine you for science. Thank you. That's really, really sweet. It's cold so... outside, but my pancreas is talking to me. I'm fucking, <laughs> I'm gonna leg it. You know how I feel about that, Mark. I think you feel great about it. Well, look, you won't need to worry about the vibes for the next fucking couple of hours because it's jack of all graves mm. and you know they're going to be bad you know those vibes <laughs> are going to be sour uh kind of sticky uncomfortable vibes only for the next hour or so please uh this is jack of all graves and it's december and let me tell you something what did i say to you earlier corrigan in a conversation earlier on it's december and on joag in december we're entitled to go a little bit squirrely a little bit fucking you know what I mean? It's silly season. It's the last couple of months of the year. Who gives a shit? Um, so that's very much 
the the fucking zone that you find at least me in this right. week, friends, uh, on this week's Jack of All Graves. How are you, Corrigan? We've got a friend. We've got a guest. We do. We do have a friend. Person we know. <laughs> I would argue. I'm going to. I'm going to push back. The vibes are going to be immaculate today, specifically. Yes. Of, course, of course, because we have my dear friend Leanne, my my sister Leanne. We transcend friendship. Uh, on here today, uh, Mark already sort of hyped her up last week (laughs) and uh, talked about how excited we are because Leanne and I have known each other since we were small and uh, especially in our evangelical church days, went to the same church and all of that kind of stuff. Um, And, you know, now all these many years later are still, you know, vibing. (laughs) And, uh, And today Leanne is going to do some tarot reading for us. Um, so cool. Yes, some actual tarot vibe checks for us. Because listen, if you listen to Jack of All Graves regularly, you know that Mark and I are not the most spiritual human beings no. in the world. Um, as Leanne knows as well. Yes. Um, and in fact, like you, you volunteered this. I did. I said, who would be really fun to do this with? So I knew you guys would be fun. <laughs> yes. Uh, and starting. I think it's, my fir- it's my first like open reading. I love this. Or recorded reading ever. So. I am honored. We are honored. We are honored. And I just love, you know, I think that there's something great about kind of like the the respect and love between people when we can have like completely different beliefs about things. And like, you know, that this is not a thing that we believe in and things like that, but that it's still like, let's just do it and have fun on that. Right. You'll remember a couple of years back, I went to a spiritualist. Yes, I I took a field trip. Uh, I went and, you know, watched somebody attempt to pierce the veil and (laughs) all right look yes i'm just this mortal realm and nothing more but had i seen something that night that had challenged that position i would be open to it right as am i this evening you know what i mean i am i I have firm beliefs but they're open to being shaken Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so I've always, you know, in my years since journeying out of evangelicalism, always thought that agnostic atheism is the way to go. No certainty, because how no, can no. any of us be certain of anything? Yeah. Uh, so you always have to be willing to have your mind changed or it's just a belief, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so we're very excited for this and we'll talk more about this. We're going to talk about where tarot came from. We're going to talk about Leanne's sort of a spiritual journey, because I know that's a thing that a lot of people who listen to this podcast are ex-evangelicals and a lot of the ones that we've actually had on here and talked to have pretty firmly landed in the atheism camp. And so mm. it's very exciting to have someone on today who like hasn't just like disavowed all forms of spirituality altogether uh, mm. like the rest of us <laughs> and instead yeah. has found something that is of value there and whatnot. And I think that that's kind of, you know, it, it's a different perspective on things and one that it's like, it's fun to actually like delve into like, Hey, yeah. not all of us end up <laughs> in the same place. Super. There's a huge range. Yeah. So we're, we might be in the same place. We, we just have different perspectives. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yep. So very that. stoked to talk about that. Mm. In the meantime, we've got a few things to take care of for one. Uh, this weekend, we're going to be doing a little, 
off. Dealer's right. Choice, Marco's yes. Choice watch along, yes? So Ooh. we do have a couple of things. We do have a few things to deal with. Super quick before that, right? Um, You mentioned this this week, Corey. This is a very uh, validating time of year for us, right? Mm-hmm. It's, uh, the kind of Apple and Spotify uh you know unwrapped where they reveal your 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 trends your listening history for the past year and i have personally got a massive sense of superiority <laughs> and just unjustified well-being Ooh. from seeing the number of hours that uh, you our friends our listeners have put in to mm-hmm. us this year it's been it's been mind blowing we've had we've had kind of comments on some of our youtubes from brand new fans uh and Look, it's been like an absolute shot of joy in the arm. It's been like an intravenous <laughs> injection of pure good feelings. So thank you. And we hope you don't regret any of those hours. <laughs> here, here. Maybe some of them. It's about yes. to happen. I just wanted to get that out of the way. So we're going to do a watch along this weekend because we missed one in November. So we'll do one next weekend. Uh, this coming weekend, that is the 9th of December. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. I mean, you would know and, it is the day before your birthday. So, well, yes, exactly that. And uh, because Mark's birthday, birthday watch along. <laughs> and the theme is haha, it's Marco's choice. So, I'll announce what the film is on Monday or Tuesday. I'm straight up just going to pick a banger, something that I want to watch. And you're free and welcome to turn up and join me if you like. Uh, I would, I would, I would love to see you all. But yes, watch along this weekend. Uh, and the theme is happy birthday, me. Yeah. <laughs> Best theme ever. I know I'm a big fan of a birthday theme. So stoked yes, on that. Yes. Um Oops. we are going to um we have on our Ko-Fi, we just posted uh last week a uh let's play playing some Robocop, which Mark mm. has since conquered. It was not have... really conquering when we were playing at the time, but that has been <laughs> that has been dealt with. Um and we posted a nice little video from uh our England adventures up on the Ko-Fi two days yeah. ago, I believe. So if you haven't watched that yet and you are a subscriber, make sure you go watch Mark tell a story terribly in <laughs> nodding yeah. it. Uh it's it's what really happens when you think you can just turn up and cold read a tale off your phone. You can't do that. Can't uh, do it. No. And here's what happens when you try. I think the story kind of came through. It emerged. It, yeah. The, you know, the threads there for sure. Yeah. So, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't use it as a source for anything, but you do get the idea no, no. of the story yeah. that's being told. Um yeah. and it's delightful to watch. So, check that out on our Ko-Fi. But also, we have not been doing monthly shoutouts on our Ko-Fi because it's just it's a little too much. I think everybody gets mm. a little overwhelmed by <laughs> hearing us shout out everyone mm. every single month. So, we're doing more of like a quarterly sort of situation of shouting people out on here. And thus, tis the season, right? Mm-hmm. It is time for Mark to shout out our Ko-Fi subscribers. So I'm going to bring up the list of these folks. And Mark, what have you what have you got for them this time? Okay, so um, if you have done the right thing, if you have stepped the fuck up and joined the ranks of the thrice blessed this month, uh, what I'm going to give you is I'm going to curse each of you individually. Ooh. With a folk demon from somewhere around the world. Amazing. Oh, right? I'm so on board for this. Yes. And I'm going to tell you something. I'm afraid to say the demon that I assigned to you, the folk demon I assigned to you today, is going to be visiting you tonight in your sleep. Um, <laughs> so I apologize. Excellent. Please tell but, us how it goes, though. 
yeah let us know let us know when you see the the, the demon that i'm gonna bind to your very essence right here with a incantation or two um i want you to know how they manifest and how how badly they shit you up <laughs> well then with that said we should get started um mm. and we're gonna jump in with one of our i think this is his first shout out we're gonna go with oh. chris the emo dragon chris chris my friend for you uh, an old favorite, Krampus from Austrian folklore, nice. will be visiting you tonight. The horned anthropomorphic fucker who uh, punishes misbehaving children during Christmas. He will be visiting you tonight and he's going to give you a good old kicking. Congratulations. This is actually, congratulations. This is an important one, too, because Krampus is the basis of Mark's and my friendship. So he's there would be no Jack of all he's, uh, yeah. he's, uh, he's on our coat of arms. Yeah. If, oh he, if there was no Krampus, we literally would not know each other. That's so really special. Yes. Isn't it? Yeah. So take that one, Chris. Um, mm -hmm. Another, I think this is his first shout out as well. Uh, our dear Australian Dan. Ah, uh, Dan, Dan, my friend, you, uh, I'm afraid to say tonight you'll be visited by the Russian demon Baba Yaga. Uh, often you might see her as a witch. Uh, she might turn up in a little hut with chicken legs, but uh, she's coming your way tonight, friend. Say hello from us. <laughs> How about Nick? Uh, Nick, enjoy your visit tonight from uh, the Chupacabra. Uh, he will probably visit you fresh from drinking the blood of livestock. Uh, you might see him as a reptile or an alien, but you're going to have a great time. Oh, a reptile or an alien. That's a nice mm, little spin. Yes, Options. yes, yes, yes. Yeah, right. Mm. <laughs> Let us know how he shows up. Yeah. Uh, Lee. Lee, um, tonight, sir, you will commune with Noperabo, who is a Japanese ghost or spirit that doesn't have a face. Uh, but the thing is, he appears, he or she will appear human <clears throat> until they get really close to you. And then you'll notice they don't have a face. And by then you're fucked. Oh, I hate when that I know. <laughs> it's it's intense. It can That's be like intense. legit, like one of my nightmare creatures. I don't, yeah. I don't love that. Mm. For Stephen, Stephen Root. Uh, Stephen, you, sir, uh, if you are quick enough to catch it, will be visited tonight by the Puka which is an Irish shape-shifting fucker, which appears often as a uh, like a rabbit or a goat or some kind of livestock. I think there's a Puka movie, isn't there? Or is that like a separate go. separate thing? I don't know. Anyways, yeah. uh, for Satania. Uh, Satania, great fun for you tonight as Kitsune visits you, the fox spirit from Japan uh, with various magical attributes. Is that that sounds like a nice one? Is that a nice? Uh, I'm sure yeah, that magical attribute sounds like my cup of tea. Sounds quite oh. pleasant. I imagine he, he might take you on a, like a like a journey through the sky or something. You know, oh, that sounds awesome. Nice. Yeah, it sounds really sweet. Uh, for our dear boffin Eileen, Eileen, because I love you so deeply, I uh, curse you to be visited tonight by the Delahan, uh, which is another Irish uh, specter, which will often take the form of like a headless rider carrying its head under its arm unfortunately an omen of death so Ooh. um but you'll be able to science your way out of it won't you you'll be able to kind of work out the gamma ray signature or come up with an antidote or some shit if anyone can do it it's eileen yes indeed uh rialda rialda okay um sad news you get to be visited tonight by namahage which is a japanese kind of ogre um who turns up to uh <clears throat> admonish misbehaving children so I don't know if you've got any. They they're about to put me on the list. 
<laughs> I think Rialda is safe. These uh, are starting to sound really nice and more like past rabbits than demons. This is what you get. This is what you get. It's part of the Joag experience. This one will eat your children and you'll <laughs> sleep in for the rest of your life. <laughs> <laughs> okay, how about for Emily? Emily, okay, enjoy your visit with uh, Pontianak from Southeast Asia, who is a female vampire uh, who often appears as a beautiful woman before revealing her true form. Bummer. Yeah, I know, is, I know. That's pretty We've all, we've yeah, all hooked up with a couple of fucking Pontianaks <laughs> in our time. Yeah. <laughs> um, how about for our darling Brienne? Brianne, uh, no sleep for you, I'm afraid, because the Banshee is coming your way tonight. Oh, the female oof. Irish spirit whose wailing is said to foretell uh, death to come in the family. That's a rough okay. one, man. Mm, yeah. Stick your cats on her. I'll yeah, be fine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Canadian boy, Ryan. Uh, what up, Canadian boy, Ryan? Uh, coming your way tonight is the Jiangxi, who is a reanimated corpse from China uh, who moves by hopping on one leg and will suck the life force of the living. Oh. I know, right? I saved something special for you, CBR. <laughs> like, can you yeah. can you control that? Like, you know, uh, can you like stick it on someone? Like, how do they get well, reanimated? Do you do it? CBR is going to be the one. <laughs> uh, for Richie. Okay, Richie. Oof. Uh, if we're talking female vampires, you might enjoy your visit tonight from the Mananangal, which is a female filipino vampire creature now this one's gimmick is fantastic she can separate her upper torso yeah much like the saucer section of the enterprise d <laughs> just like that yeah <laughs> that was what uh, i was gonna say and she floats around the place praying uh mainly on pregnant women weirdly she's got a thing oh. i don't know okay oh yikes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Two for one. <laughs> she loves a deal <laughs> yeah 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 b-o-g-o <laughs> Uh, I like that you said B-O-G-O instead yeah. of BOGO. B-O-G-O. James. James is next. All right, James. Uh, <laughs> tonight, sir, winging its way to you from Brazil is the Kuka, which is a shape-shifting entity. Often fun depictions of a like a crocodile kind of creature. Uh, once again, though, mainly looking to feast on disobedient children. Ooh, hey. Again, you have my ear. <laughs> yeah. And again, I'm pretty sure this is a child-free person here. So, so fun. the kids are all you can, safe. You can both hang out, drink Baileys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for Jerry Oki, the Joffin in chief. Jerry, big man, you get the Bartak, uh, which is a Persian malevolent bastard. Takes the form of an old woman. Uh, and ha just piss hangs around travelers in the desert and preys on them, gets them lost, kills them. So stay out of the desert, Jerry, yeah. for the you love. Go. You'll be all right. For Brother Al. Alan, uh, my number one, you get the Aswang. Not <laughs> <laughs> like it sounds made, the Aswang. Um, again, Filipino. Uh, by day, they appear human, but then by night, they go all zombie. They consume flesh and blood, monstrous entities, but only by darkness. So, I don't know, do what you will with that. All right. Philippines uh -huh. have some fucked up shit, man. They do. What, they do. I mean, I've seen some of those movies. Their horror they movies were, are next level. Mm. They were settled by Catholics, so. Mm. Were they settled by Catholics or conquered by Catholics? That's what I mean. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, so that really tells you everything you need to know. Yeah. perspective, yeah. <laughs> the, the Catholics yeah. were the ones in control. Yeah. <laughs> mm. 
Um, so for Richard. Uh, Richard, we're staying in the Philippines, sir, and you get a visit from Mr. Tikbalang, who is a tall, kind of hairy dude with the head of a horse that uh, uh, if you're traveling in the forest, he might visit you and make you become lost. All right. So well, I don't think Richard needs much help with that. No, maybe not. Maybe, not. <laughs> maybe it'll help him back out. Mm, possibly. Uh, for Keo Edmondson. Handsome Keo, sir. Give my regards to the Gashadokuro. Gashadokuro, a Japanese skeletal creature built of the bones of people who've starved to death. He's gonna love Pretty gnarly, huh? It's it's so nice. It's from his culture. Yeah, it seems Gashadokuro. Gashadokuro. Amazing. Uh, for Paul. Paul, keeping it simple, buddy. Uh, just a good old troll. A uh, big old ugly bastard from Scandinavia uh, might be carrying a rock or something with him, fresh out of a cave. You know, trolls for you, sir. Excellent, Sam. Sam, now you get the uh, Kuchisake Ona, who is Japanese, a woman with a a, a, a slit mouth. Um, she will ask you if you think she's beautiful, and depending <laughs> on your answer, she will reveal her true form. <laughs> you think I'm pretty? <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Do you exactly. think I'm pretty? You like this? You, you like some of this, Sammy? <laughs> Sammy! She's Be like, careful, oh. Sam. It's a trap. The most annoying. <laughs> but just be honest. Like, just tell me. Sammy, do you, think you I'm like pretty? my mouth, Sammy? I just think it's weird that, like, you won't be straightforward right. about it. Yes, be honest. <laughs> <laughs> um, for Buster Ryan... <laughs> Uh, who we got? Ryan, yes, okay. I enjoy uh, the manticore, which is, I'm sure you know, mythical creature, body of a lion, human head, loads of sharp teeth, poisonous fucking spines on the tail. You get a manticore to frolic with tonight. I've always liked the word manticore. Yeah, same, same. It sounds like a genre of horror that we've yet to discover, doesn't it? Manticore. <laughs> manticore. <laughs> um, Leanne, do you have a thought about the manticore? Oh, we were like you- really... <laughs> I just awesome. saw like a flying man- manatee, like <laughs> manticore. <laughs> it was like a Treyu, like <laughs> yeah, on the yeah. What's his, what's his name? Why can't I think of what it? Falcor. Falcor. Falcor yeah. Yes, the it was like dragon. that and a manatee and manticore. I love that. <laughs> you saw me go there. I know you're like it was. You were off. You were it was gone. Delightful. It was beautiful. <laughs> How about for Colin? Uh, Colin, my friend, you have... Uh, it's always fun when the boggart turns up. Uh, a English little mischievous bastard, known only for causing noises and disturbances, mate. So you're going to have a good time with the boggart. <laughs> totally fine. Again, yes. I think Colin has cats, so that's just like a normal night. Fine, <laughs> fine. They'll probably bring him one dead as, a, as an offering. Right. For the Latours. Oh, the Latours wonderful people and you fresh out of scotland you get the kelpie which kelpie. is a the kelpie yes a water spirit uh shape-shifting water spirit you might see it as like an underwater horse which nice. lures people to ride on it before dragging them to their watery death oh don't ride the horse latours no, no 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 in no, no. frozen too mm. really that's what they do in frozen too she has an ice horse that like drives to go. the bottom so, I did see that, but it it did not make an impact. It's a kelpie, on me. it's an ice kelpie. 
It's an ice Kelpie. Excellent. Well, you got to be careful about those guys. For Kevin. Kevin, you get my favorite. And I want you to give this guy my best because we go way back. You get the Yarama Ihahu, which is an Aboriginal, an Australian native creature, uh, kind of a small red little creature with suckers on its arms and legs and fingers and toes. And it is known mainly for drinking the blood and eating the flesh of its victims. Bro, that's a a hardcore one, Kevin. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. No fucking round. Kevin, thank you for your support, my friend. (laughs) It ends tonight. And finally, for Jason Codera. All right, Jason, why don't you enjoy... Uh, oh, my God, you would do... I'm sorry to do this, but you would do a visit from the Teki Teki, uh, which is an urban myth from Japan. Uh, the vengeful fucking spirit of a woman who was cut in half by a train. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And now haunts the railways and all who ride them. I feel like a lot of people have gotten cut in half by trains. Yes. And in the early days of the internet, uh, one of the clips that has stuck with me to this day, like 20 odd years later, is exactly one such video um, oh, of a guy, uh, a soldier, I believe, who was completely cleft in half by a train, was still conscious and was in obviously in shock and was absentmindedly pulling the entrails out of his own torso. Oh, dude. Yes, yes, yes. It's not going to help. No. Um, uh, so and that's, thank that's, you. Do you know? Go by just, that's that's not even the worst thing I'm going to talk about tonight. So oh, good. I can't wait. <laughs> Beautiful, amazing stuff. Thank you so much, Kofi Sports. Oh, Mark, I believe you said you had an extra demon for Leanne, though. Oh, oh. yes, Leanne, Leanne, Leanne. Um, don't why don't you just you know your your wages for turning up is a visit hold from on. the. Hold on, hold on. Uh oh, we're not going to call Grandma. Okay, what's my demon? I already have one. Okay. But... Yeah, right. We, <laughs> right on time. You've got a, another one to join the party. Uh, from Mexico, Chaniques, C H A N E Q U E S. I'm going to say it's a K. Chaniques. Chaniques. Uh, these are small little Mexican gnomes, uh, often associated with nature, you know, natural things. And Iowa. the worst they will do is play pranks, cause mischief, fuck around. You've got Mexican Smurfs by the sound of it. I love it. I love it. It's a perfect addition to your household. Mm -hmm. It is. They will fit in perfectly here. Amazing. So thank you, friends, for doing the right thing, giving us the support and whatnot. We are so happy for you and you make this possible because it is kind of expensive to run a podcast. So (laughs) we very much appreciate your support and your help in that process. Are we at what we watched? Well, now, yes. Why yeah. do we kick off with Witchboard? Witchboard! Witchboard. Yeah. So, uh, uh, a choice which takes us straight back to the video shop of the 1980s. Uh, Witchboard, which is a absolute fucking, you know, video shop shelf warmer uh, about the, uh, you know, the hijinks and fun which come with irresponsible Ouija board use in the 1980s. Yes. yes? Exactly. And this came up because, like... Is someone remaking it or something? You said something last right. week that, that brought it up, and I had never heard of this movie. Yep. The, the only reason <clears> it came <throat> across my radar is because I've seen recently that it is, in fact, being remade to release in 2024. And that's not the exciting bit, right? The exciting bit is that it's being directed by none other than fucking hell, Chuck Russell, right? From that's Out right. of Nowhere. <laughs> Chuck Russell, for, the you know, the, the guy behind the camera on The Mask. You know, Jim Carrey's The Mask, weirdly. Yeah. Um, but more importantly, The Blob and... 
Nightmare. Nightmare on M Street 3, right? <laughs> That's a hell of a... a, a his his career has been such a, an enigma to me. I even mentioned it to Robert Englund when I met him at a con. Like, what, what the fuck happened to Chuck Russell? His, <laughs> his, his, his hit rate. Those three movies are great, right? All three of those movies. And one of them is one of the best movies ever made of all time. So he's a journeyman. He's Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Liam. Oh, because I totally thought he meant the mask. <laughs> Listen, Obviously. Hey, I, was... I, like many other men my age, uh, came online probably to Cameron Diaz as she appeared in the mask, right? That was one of the uh, men of my age will all share that same experience when they saw Cameron Diaz in the mask. A kind of a, a, a stirring, an awakening. I don't know. But <laughs> um, yeah, Chuck Russell is back and he's remaking Witchboard. So that's cause for celebration for me. So Corey and I watched the original and you fucking guys are giving it a bad rap is what I'll say. Yeah. I was so, you know, we started watching it and I was having fun. And then I just like, you know, as I do sometimes, I looked at the letterbox just out of curiosity and it was like everyone I knew gave it like one, one, one and a half star. I was one like, what? star, half, yeah. But here's the thing. I then like after the movie finished, read people's reviews and they were like, it's boring, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, if you were watching this in a screaming chat, which I could tell by the dates was what oh, happened because like everyone was watching on the same days. Again, and I, I guess Joe detail. Bob did it which means it was also interrupted by Joe Bob talking for like 15 minutes in between each part. Oh, of it. well, OK. I was okay. like, yeah, no, that would ruin this movie because on its own, it's a lot of fun. It's a load of fun. Yeah. Um, it's uh, it's a lot of fun, but I can't can't really put my finger on why that would be. Um, <laughs> I think it's just straightforward. Like this is it's just, you know, a bunch of people. At a party in the eighties, you know, which and it's very much of its time. You know, it's as, it's as eighties as you could possibly imagine. Yep. I think one guy, there's like a guy in one of those cutoff t-shirts where you can just right, see yeah, exactly, a little midriff. Do you know what I'm saying? Shirt. Yep, dangly um, earrings, back combed hair. Tony Katane's hair is like eighty-seven feet high. Like, yeah, it's it's a lot, but yeah, it's like a simple sort of ghost story with a lot of murders. There's plenty of murders, of murders throughout murders. this whole thing. Good murders. Um, the first like kill in it. I literally like you by surprise. gasped yeah, out really good. loud, like a squeal yeah. kind of gasp. <laughs> and... I heard it from all the way across the world. <laughs> right. It was so high pitched. <laughs> you were excited or because? You... No, because it startled. It scared oh. me. Like, yeah. I was, I did not see it coming and it was like brutal. And so mm. I immediately was just like, <gasps> when it occurred. Um, And yeah, there's like a, yeah, it's got a lot of kills that are, you know, graphic uh, and practical. Yeah. And a uh, little sort of ghost story thing. There's a, a like a bromance at the center, yeah. which, you know, it's yeah, like surprisingly yeah, yeah. wholesome. You know, <laughs> like, uh, oh, it was an easy three stars for me, an easy three stars. It was in I, a, I, I 3.5 you know, did. I'd watch it again. There we go. There we go. So, which board? Don't believe the reviews. Give it a crack if you want that. It's actually, the reviews aren't that bad. It's just, <laughs> it just happens that all of like our friends disliked I it, see. but I think it's, got like a three point something on here which okay, is pretty good, good, good for good, a horror movie okay. so you're just and, saying it's uh, just your friends who have the it's, problem yeah just <laughs> specifically it's, our it's friend not group who does not like which board <laughs> uh, you do is. one what do you got <clears throat> I finally saw Pontypool after a oh, okay, million yes. years of people talking about it it came out in 2008 mm. um, Pontypool if other people have not seen it is a Canadian movie that takes place almost entirely in a radio studio. It takes place entirely, not almost entirely, entirely in a it radio studio as a some sort of outbreak 
is happening outside that is connected to language, specifically the English language. And people basically are turning zombie from words. <laughs> um, and so these people inside this radio station are kind of hearing from the outside without like experiencing it for themselves as, but then it's sort of getting closer and closer to them. And it was great. I see why people have raved about this all this time. Um, You know, you've got Stephen McCaddy at the center of it, who is always good for this kind of stuff, really good gruff voice and all of that. And um, yeah, it's like, it's suspenseful. It's an interesting twist on the zombie genre. Um, Mm. I'm not a big zombie person, so not having to like really see zombies and things like that was like a nice element of it too. Um, Yeah, it's just like a really unique original movie. Gets it done in 90 minutes. uh, You'll know that I'm a big fan of kind of one set. Mm -hmm. Um, I am reminded of, what's it called? Locke, the one with Tom Hardy, which takes place entirely in a car. Um, I'm a real big fan of fixed set movies that just take place on one set that you could quite easily lift and shift and drop on a stage. I remember Pontypool being, I only seen it the once I saw it once quite close to its release. And uh, I remember thinking, you know, of the opportunities that film would present itself in terms of sound design mm-hmm. um, in a, in a theater, you could make something super immersive out of Pontypool with mm-hmm. noise around the theater, outside the doors, through the airwaves on, on the, uh, you know, on air. Um, uh, a super creative film, stripped back, uh, yeah, something something quite individual and unique about it. Yeah, recommend. Mm. What else? Right now, I apologize for watching it without you, but I saw Christine. Yep, right? I was a little miffed at first, but then I, I saw that it's over two hours. And yes, and just for clarity's sake, I don't mean John Carpenter's Stephen King adaptation. I mean uh, the Rebecca Hall starring. 2017 Christine or Christine Chubbuck. The Who we anchor. talked about in yes. like our third or fourth episode of this oh. show. What would you say to Corey and Mark on episode three if you could go back in time and talk to them both? What would you say? <laughs> what would you? What words I don't know. would you for them both? That's a really good question. Um, mm. Believe it or not, we'll still be doing this three years from now. <laughs> we will. <laughs> yep. But anyway, look, it's um, I it's 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 superb, right? It's a movie that takes its time. It's almost a documentary style approach. Uh, it gets instant acclaim just through having Rebecca Hall as Christine Chubbuck. Anything that just I'm in awe of her effortless, luminous talent and gravitas that she attaches yeah, to incredible. everything she deigns to show up in. Uh, she's in it. Who else is in it? Dexter is in it. What's his name? Is it Michael Hall? Michael, is that him? Or is Michael C. Hall. Michael C. Hall. Yeah, one of, one of the halls. <laughs> uh, but yes, you. for those who, for those unaware, Christine Chubbuck, Chubbuck attempted to take her own life live on air during a news anchor, a news broadcast. And we She are did, told, didn't she? She did die there and then. Which oh, I was okay. astounded about. She hung gotcha. on for a few days afterwards. Okay, um, gotcha. Uh, but we see her, you know, her attempts to further her <clears> career. <throat> we see her own kind of doubts about her own skill, imposter syndrome, I guess we'd call it now. Uh, and the methodical, unhurried approach of the film just makes the actual event when it does happen all the more. It catches you off guard. You completely mm. forget until it's going to happen, in fact, until you see she's got this gun in her purse, that this is how this fucking story ends. Right. Um, so when it does, man, you're, you're 
you're smeared on the wall along with the contents of her head. That's visceral. Thank you. There you go. How about <laughs> I? Put on your poster. I do. Yeah, I do need to watch Christine. Now that you've watched it, it's well, time. So. I watched it in two halves and actually went back and finished it. Such was its, you know, the, the, mm. the quality of the motion picture. You know, I never do that. Like, if I start something and I don't finish it, there's like very little chance I'm ever going to return to it. But normally that's true of me, which is, you know, a big, <laughs> uh, you know. Yeah, it's a point of favor. For that movie. Yes. <clears throat> uh, we watched It's a Wonderful Knife on yeah. Shudder, um, <laughs> which <laughs> despite the title, listen, it's like, you know, when you get those Christmas movies that have like a play on like the title and they just, you know, like Santa's sleigh, S-L-A-Y. Or Violent Night. Violent yeah, Night. Yeah, yeah. You Did go. you see that one, Leanne? No, I saw it on like I a preview. Oh, okay. It's so good. It's, I mean, I don't know if you like it, but it's like it's a Home Alone kind of situation, and it's it's fun. They should have gone anyway. with Violent Fright, or is that too much? That's too, too far. Es- you, too you gotta, yeah, you gotta pick one or the other right. here. I think they, I think they got it right. <laughs> so, like, but the thing about those is that, like, when they have those kinds of titles, you expect them to be a little like unhinged and fun. Like, you should kind of, yeah. at various points, be like laughing out loud at things like whether it's like just cartoonish violence or jokes yeah. or like whatever it is. That's what you should get out of it. And it's a wonderful knife. It does not deliver. On the I think the title is the, the title. pun is probably the best thing about the film, right? Is, yeah. Well, look, it isn't for me. There we go, no, right? Yeah. I am approaching 45. I am quite embittered by now, quite jaded. <laughs> uh, pretty much sick of every breath is another fucking burden, right? At this point <laughs> in my life. And yes. violent, it's a fucking wonderful knife was horror for children. It was some Scooby-Doo ass fucking toothless, uh, just child horror. And it did nothing for Except me. Except that it's too violent to be for kids. That's kind of the problem for uh, me with it is it's like, you know, it's I mean, obviously we would have watched it and like your kids have watched Final Destination or whatever. They would watch it. Yeah, but in I'd, general, I'd I don't think the the vibe of it isn't like like the violence. Or in do it you know what? feels like a lot of parents would be like, no, I wouldn't show it to my kids, but only because it isn't very good. <laughs> well, sure. Right. Exactly. Um, but yeah, it feels like it's it's got the tone of something made for tweens. Mm. With like the violence that doesn't feel like it's consciously aimed at tweens. What was that other time travel slasher that we saw recently that I fell asleep? Um, it was, which was good. You just fell asleep. Yeah, watch, but, but uh, watch that one instead. Watch that. Yeah, one watch the other one, the one with Kiernan Shipka. That I can't think of what the name of it is off of the top of my head. Uh, but it was good. Yeah, <laughs> it's and wonderful. This one is not. Not so much. Didn't less so. Didn't hit the spot. It. I mean, it's. I hate. It's a wonderful life. So. If you don't do you? like It's a Wonderful Life, yeah. you're not going Why do you hate It's a Wonderful Life? What the fuck is your problem? Do you like It's a Wonderful Life? Oh my gosh. Yes, frankly. You do. Leanne. Yes. What do you, where do I, you stand I on mean, this? I mean, we watch it. <laughs> of course. Year, like, right? Yeah, you, you have to. I like right? Jimmy Stewart. I like Jimmy Stewart. The whole thing is just depressing it's and the too long. the sisters, right? The sisters. Sisters. No, he works in a bank, and uh, works, yeah, and then he's gonna like kill himself, uh, yeah. and then so it's like uh, an angel named Clarence comes and Turns helps him up. to see that like it was a good thing he was in the world. Oh no, I don't. I don't <laughs> you thinking of something else? Yeah, <laughs> I think of the Shining. Like, the Shining. What were the sisters? They're in that oh. hotel. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 
Yeah, it was like a musical, and for a moment there, I was like, "Mark, Mark likes that." <laughs> like, okay, weird. What, is I th- what was I thinking of? No, no. White is it? White Christmas? That yeah, has that's that in what it is. Yeah, it's I think it's White Christmas. Like- I also don't like White Christmas, but <laughs> right. No, Christmas. I find, I find, um, it's Wonderful Life just straight depressing. And I remember as a child, like you know, when he's getting like you the shit the end smacked when, out of he- him. It's like he goes back at the end and he's all happy. So and he's happy. Right. Yeah. It does not balance for me. Like mm. the whole thing is just like miserable. And like that's why it it tanked when it came out. Nobody no, liked that movie until it was in the public domain and people could show it for free on TV and they made it a classic. Mm. But it bombed <laughs> when it initially well, came out. I'll watch it five times over before I watch it's a wonderful night again. <laughs> yeah, that's a toss-up for me there, I think. Yes. Um I watched yesterday, I went to the movies to see the movie Saltburn, uh, uh, which stars Barry Keoghan, who is an interesting actor. I think he has a lot in common with James Badgedale, and that's why I kind of like him. Um, but this movie is, man, I had a great time with this. I wasn't sure at first. It's like if you... Here's what I think is genius about this. It has fucking nothing to say. I think... <laughs> The the director is the same person who did Promising Young Woman, which was like supposed to be this big, important movie. But then it was like the message was just awful in it. And it like did not deliver at all on what was promised by it. This, if it has anything to say, Lord knows, like it does. It's so shallow. Mm. And it's basically um, a cost, a British period costume drama like your Downton Abbey's, like your Pride and Prejudice, but takes place in 2006 and is unfucking hinged. Um, and so the storyline in this is basically that uh, Barry Keoghan goes to Oxford and he's like this, you know, poor kid and everyone's like mean to him and all that kind of stuff. But he ends up befriending uh, this very wealthy student uh, played by Jacob Alordi, who is 9,000 feet tall. Um, and he ends up being invited by Jacob Elordi to spend the summer at his house because he doesn't want to go home to his addict mother and his father has just died and all this kind of stuff. And so, you know, you get the kind of typical like, oh, poor kid going into a rich house kind of, you know, vibe and all the like, oh, it's so uncomfortable and everything. But it's very funny. The the like satire of, of rich people and it is very biting. You've got Richard mm-hmm. E. Grant all that kind of stuff. And then things turn like insane. (laughs) It kind of has this twist moment in it where suddenly you realize that everything is not what you thought that it was. Um, And every choice from that point forth in that movie is just like batshit. And so like in the beginning of it, I was like, yeah, whatever. This is it's fine. It's just like a story of like a poor kid at a boarding school or whatever, like or a university, you know, and then it's like when it <laughs> when it turns around, much like one of my favorite um, F. Scott Fitzgerald stories, probably my favorite F. Scott Fitzgerald story, the diamond as big as the Ritz, where a rich kid invites his friend home from boarding school uh, mm-hmm. and tells him that his father owns a diamond that's as big as the Ritz Carlton Hotel. And uh, they go home to this guy's house. And over the course of this, uh, the kid begins to realize that he does indeed have that diamond and he'll do anything to protect it. And every year this kid brings another kid home from school and he has to be killed at the end of the summer so that no one finds out about the diamond. 
Um, I love like that kind of bait and switch sort of thing where you're like, yeah. oh, I'm just like, you know, reading or watching something that's about like one thing. And then it turns out to be something entirely different. So totally shallow, very pretty movie um, mm. that is yeah it's basically like if you took a costume drama and put it in 2006 and just thus cranked everything to 11 and everything is insane in it big recommend salt burn it's a lot of fun okay you'll know it's when i've seen the trailer for yeah you were like eh. about two-thirds <laughs> through the trailer i was like i'm not forever destined to go unseen by these eyes yeah this motion picture. it's i can't necessarily predict whether you'd like it or not but i kind of think you would i think you would okay. probably like okay. you would be like just where I was the first, you know, half hour to like, OK, uh -huh. and okay, then okay. <laughs> you'd probably get into it. That's I should keep thought. that in mind. Yeah. Now, uh, I'll just dive in here. I I I watched a documentary last night. That I, I feel it's important to talk about uh, okay. a documentary called Zoo. Oh, Zoo. Yeah, Zoo. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, have you seen it? Yes. Okay, so mm -hmm. Zoo, uh, I mean, we've talked, we've do devoted an episode, in fact, to paraphilias on the show. Yeah, so Leanne, Zoo. things are about to get fucked up in here. Just yes. to let you know I right just, out the gate. Yeah, here we go. Trigger <laughs> warning. Uh, so Zoo explores the notion of zoophilia, in particular, sexual attraction to horses. Mm -hmm. And in particular, it sketches out the events leading up to the recording of the infamous Mr. Hands video which did the rounds on the Wild West internet of the kind of the 90s and, and early 2000s. Now, um, it uh, a lot of it is a kind of a dramatization, a recreation of those events, while there are monologues being given off camera from uh, zoophiles, horse enthusiasts, right? Uh, who speak of, you know, the social element of the, the, the community that they're a part of, getting together at one another's ranches or properties, having a drink, vetting newcomers, uh, accepting kind of applications via email and on message boards. Uh, and people would gather at ranches and at farms and at properties and would enjoy relations with horses to varying degrees, right? One guy spoke at length about how sometimes he would just go out and just feel the horse's balls for a while, you know, just weigh up those balls for a little bit. And that's as far as I'd go that night. Um, but it's frank, it's candid, it's not pleasant, but it 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 exists. It is out there. Um, I don't know. I don't know how many of our listeners would have seen Mister Hands back in the old days of the internet. I did, uh, and in those days, watching any kind of video was a conscious act. You had to want to see it because of the time it took to download. You know the fucking the pain in the ass of early internet. To download the 30, 40, 50 or so seconds of Mr. Hands, you had to want to see it. And I unfortunately did. And I could, even even though I haven't seen it probably in 20 odd years, I could still describe it for you shot by shot, agonized grunt by agonized grunt. It's 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 a fucking it's it's worth its place in for me, right? The guy involved died of a perforated colon or perforated rectum or something. And this documentary details the events leading up to and immediately following that event. Oh, man. Imagine. Uh, just. Yeah. That's what a way to go. What a way to go. Right. They 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 
stop shy of actually showing the video doing this documentary, right? Yeah. Um, but in what I thought was a cheeky little move, you do see a couple of frames of it. <laughs> um, and the frames tell you all you need to know. And you hear some of it as well. You hear the sounds that this guy made at the fucking moment of truth, right? The grunting, the kind of... It is a noise comprised of both agony and a, a kind of discovery. You know? He fucking <laughs> went to the edge, and I hope it was worth it. <laughs> yeah, I guess we can't really ask him that, but I we would can't. venture probably not. No. No. It's like there's like a, you know, die doing what, you're, what you loved, and then there's yeah. like a, oh, no. Oh no! <laughs> like a different I've... choice. Yeah, like, I would have done differently. <laughs> it's like because that's the thing. It's like yeah, and it's like it always the families, it. right? Like oh, at least he died doing what he's loved. Like nobody is gonna be. No, no nobody's one. gonna be saying that. No <laughs> nope. Look, I let's say I watched it so you don't have to. Yeah, there you go. Well, thank mm-hmm. you. <laughs> Appreciate that. You're so welcome. Um, I also watched a documentary that uh, I think. Mark, you will hate based on your take on cult docs and whatnot, but Love Has Won. Have you heard of this one yet, Leanne? This yeah. feels like, like this is more something I think you would be interested in. It's not oh. like horror, but it is horrific. Um, it's a documentary series called Love Has Won, which is on HBO or on Max, I mean. Um, and it is about a cult that sprang up around this woman who called herself Mother God. And uh, oh, she oh, maybe I think yeah, I this maybe come across here, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and eventually she died, and they just sort of weakened at Bernie's her for several weeks. Um, mm. and it's bonkers. This is you know, there's some like say when I watched that um, Twin Flames one, uh, yeah. where you're like, you kind of get like these were lonely people who, yeah. like I said, they're like not conventionally attractive, they had these you know, they've been unlucky in love, like so many things that really were down on in their lives. And even though this guy was such a ginormous asshole that you're like, how could anyone follow him? You see how they were susceptible and things like that. And it's like this one, it's just like these people just like, <laughs> just idiots. Like what? <laughs> This woman, like she has like a pantheon of dead people surrounding her and a couple living ones. Um, but like how she says, like sometimes communicating through are these various like dead celebrities and stuff like that. Um, and amongst them is like Robin Williams. So these people like still believe this. These former cult members still believe everything from that cult. They are wow. still completely indoctrinated into this despite her death. Um, and they're like, yeah. So then Robin Williams came and told us that we were being selfish. And like they're just like straight uh-huh. serious about this. Super they're like, judgy deeply into believing that like Trump is going to fix everything. And like, you know, that like he has all these energies that we need to like heal the world and stuff like that. And that's why there's so many attacks on Trump and like just insanity. Um, And yeah, this woman (laughs) like that was like the entire time just drinking tons and tons of alcohol, uh, not eating um, and taking colloidal silver. So she was like slowly, like oh. literally turning blue and things like that. Oh and gosh, like, it's the whole thing is just like, you have to really want this to believe yeah. this shit because it is so unhinged. Uh, yeah. Love has one is a worthwhile doc. 
if you just want like you want to see a cult that you do not understand at all yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) it's not one of those ones where you're like i have such sympathy for these people and how they got wrapped up in it it's like no (laughs) no they're just like a bunch of dumb white people (laughs) (laughs) like my mom was mean to me so i went and joined a cult like what the fuck is wrong with you people yeah enough said yeah uh Uh, let me see one or two more to rip through um because I'm an advocate of films as treats, right? Sometimes you can give yourself a little treat and you can put on a comfort movie, put on a movie that you know inside out and back to front, but you'll always get that fucking serotonin release from. Mm-hmm. Uh, I decided to treat myself to the uh, Day of the Dead the other day, Romero's right, Day of the yep. Dead, third installment of, uh, you know, his his end of the world zombie saga. For my money, not just the best of that saga, but the best film he made. It's it's so fucking good it is the apex i believe of the zombie genre it is everything brilliant that those films could be at their best it is stunning the gore and the creature work is phenomenal the social commentary is right there writ large the nods to the wider kind of picture it's a very intimate film focused on a a kind of a a military and scientific operation happening underground right at the height of uh you know the dead walking million millions of corpses to one survivor humanity is fucked and you see this microcosm this kind of petri dish of humanity falling apart um it's 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 a masterpiece and every time i watch it it gets better beautiful Mm. what was your other one that you watched um finally oh yeah the marvels today just more than anything (laughs) else right i just wanted i i had an an opportunity to grab a couple of hours to myself so uh, i went to see the marvels the most recent you know marvel universe festival of light and sound and it was some dumb shit that's all it was it was yeah it was it was brief it was pretty uh but it was of no value really in yeah. in, in the final analysis yeah i watched it last week and i had pretty much the same thing it made absolutely uh, no impression on me whatsoever none none at all none at all um yeah, such a bummer yeah yeah it really is just because like i you know i love Captain Marvel. Um, mm-hmm. I loved the show Miss Marvel. Um, you know, I'm like technically on board for the whole thing. Yeah. But it was just like, this is a waste of time. Yeah. Always good to see Samuel L. Jackson. My favorite bit was the Ghostbusters trailer. Oh, yeah. That's right. I forgot that that happened. Yes. I saw a good trailer yesterday, too, that I was going to bring up, but it's fine. It'll it'll come to me eventually. Um, yeah. But yeah. Have you seen Lots anything of... in the in the two years since you've been on the cast? Anything that has shocked or scared or upset or disgusted you? <laughs> Not intentionally. Okay. <laughs> That's fair. One time at work, this uh, at work, I was like in the break room and someone put on the trailer for Human Centipede and I. Oh, no. And, yeah, I saw it. Didn't you work with children? Didn't you work no, in school? No, this is when I worked at Apple. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Fine, fine, fine. <laughs> the teachers are really dark right now. <laughs> Seems oh, a really long time ago. It was a long time ago when I worked oh, for yeah. Apple. And, it, and I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> and that was like the, probably 15 years ago. And yep. um, I've been in shock ever since. <laughs> <laughs> my mom has casually seen multiple of those movies i bet she has <laughs> just, like, it's the weirdest thing <laughs> yeah, well that's that's 100 that's such a weird movie that's i don't boring. yeah <laughs> i don't 
It is weird. Why'd you watch three of them? Yeah. <laughs> First one wasn't enough. Okay. <laughs> well, then let us journey out of that and into the spiritual realm. Um, like I said, Leanne and I come from the same church, evangelical background, but you're like, you were like way deeper in really grew up in yes. it. MK. Yes. Like it was our vocation. Kid. It was our religion. It was our everything. Everything. Yeah. Do you want to like just for the listeners talk a little okay. bit about that that background? Yeah. yeah so my give a sense. We're Southern Baptist missionaries, and before that, uh, like both my dad's brother and sister are pastors. Most of my cousins are pastors. I have a degree that would have been great to work in ministry. Like. <laughs> mm totally encapsulated in evangelicalism and then some of our friends are like some of the most influential people in the evangelical not really like friends but you know people that we know of um, right. are in that movement so until I was like probably like 25 I was like fully evangelical believed it did the whole thing um and then I went through like a dark night of the soul have you heard of these dark night of the souls <laughs> yes definitely you elaborate well, a little bit yeah. I, it's not a term i've heard but like spiritually it would be like for me it felt like i had like i just stopped hearing from god and like the relationship that i had was just like gone and like nowhere to be found and so it was wow. like suddenly one day i was like model christian living my life for the lord jesus christ and then it was just like everything changed and it happened around when i had kids um okay because i was gonna ask kids... could you could you attribute it to anything external yeah it happened when my son my first child did not sleep through the night until i was until he was three and a half Oof. um and he was just like super high need and i was literally just like begging for sleep at that and i was like I guess we're not taking prayer requests anymore because nobody's sleeping. And it just totally demolished that idea that mm. I would be able to like influence any situation with mm. thoughts or prayer. That's really interesting. And I think so like, that's what, yeah, go ahead. yeah, no, go on Lee. Oh, I was going to say that's what started unraveling it. And then yeah. just like when you start having kids and having to think about the way that I would want to raise them and the way that I want them to be secure in themselves, everything mm. about Christianity, like, and for like, I have, I have a lot of anxiety. I have, mm -hmm. a, I have a lot of mental illness. <laughs> um, as Mark now knows. Um, <laughs> right. But I like, as a kid you, to tell a child with anxiety that demons are real and that like you have some kind of control over how that's going to affect you. Like, was not mm. okay for me. Um, yeah. So I think one of the things that I really clung to as a child was the, the knowledge that there is like a good God who cares for me and like has my back and like is in some way like guiding me. Right. And so like no matter what I went through, I was like, that was my home because we moved so much. But then when it all just kind of fell apart, it just, I did the ex like the exit with most people maybe a little earlier than most people mm -hmm. and then just didn't stop going to church like pulled my life out which was painful like to pull yourself out of church pull yourself out of the community um 
and not really understanding why, but just being like, this hurts and I can't be here anymore. And then I just like continued life and continued having kids and continued to experience things in a way that I didn't expect for them to go. And so I think for a while it was fine. Like I didn't need to have like a religion. I didn't need to have the certainty or the uncertainty. Like it was just life was totally fine. But when, um, I don't know if you knew this, but when my cat, my cat like fell and broke his back and, um, was paralyzed for like two years, I took care of him for almost two years. Um, that's really like what brought back my spiritual life. Right. I do remember you saying that. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was taking my cat, like I found him and I was working for a vet at the time, which was just like awesome to have like a personal connection to like someone who can answer the questions about this animal that you're like freaking out over. Like you could just text and be like, can you just come over and check? Like, are they okay? (laughs) Um, So like the timing of everything seemed like really like, divine and like very like maybe this is a plan maybe this is Mm -hmm. part of a bigger picture and I think it just really what it did was like reignite that hope of something better like Mm -hmm. working Mm -hmm. like I really hope that my cat walked again Mm -hmm. like it was a miracle like I want to experience that miracle and like literally on my knees every night like changing and like expressing its bladder and like doing all the gross things for like cats but I just did it because I was like that's what you do you just take Mm -hmm. care of it and it just became a ritual and it Mm -hmm. was in that ritual that I was like oh my gosh I hope again I hope Mm -hmm. that this goes differently and also I might have faith that this could go differently Mm -hmm. and 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 it wasn't that my cat like was healed and walked again he didn't (laughs) right yeah he died of a UTI and he, he was getting better, but he wasn't better all the way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did see improvement in him. And I think it was just that hope in something that could never happen. Mm-hmm. Like I, I believed in it again because I, I let myself believe in it. And so then yeah. it was kind of like things started coming back and then, um, yeah, it just like was a really natural, I think more so like people also observe you going through your spiritual life. Mm-hmm. And maybe observe that, like, oh, she seems like s- more open than I would imagine that I put off. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Yeah. Sure. Like, well, and when I meet people a lot now, people will be like, "Oh, you're a witch," and I'm like, <laughs> "Okay, if you oh, say so." Right. Like, if you say, and they're like, "Well, that's what you're giving. That's the vibe." Right. Yeah. Like that's the, the witchy, like, co- like cottage core vibe. And mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, sure. Like, if that's what it is, I love like, that. I'm a- so I think it just kind of like started becoming something that like other people associated mm, with me mm-hmm. and was like, well, you should ask her. Like, she's like a healer. She's like really into healing. Like she, you know, all that kind of stuff. So then it started being kind of like, re- like, you know, getting that feedback again mm, mm-hmm. and kind of caused me to be like, well, what do I believe? Right. Um, but yeah, it, it, I was I wasn't thinking I would get to tell this, but this is part of the pinnacle of what happened when mm-hmm. from like a year and a half ago, which but like I actually experienced like maybe like a spiritual awakening with a mental health crisis. 
Right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like, okay. Okay. Yeah. There was like, there was some really strong moments of me being like, this is who I am and this is what I'm all about and, and being very sure of myself. Mm-hmm. But it also, because it was such a foreign feeling, just like yeah. rocked my mental illness where it was just like, what is even real anymore? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And we like, we talked during that time and stuff. Oh like yeah. That. Corey and, had to know. like, Corey could see like what was going on with me. And it, I mean, like, it's super helpful to have a friend that you've had for like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> whatever, who right. understands not only like your religious past, but like our families share the mental illness, right. mm-hmm. like our the diseases are the same. So we understand. Right. Each other <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> We've got all the same kinds of crazy in and yes. around us, you know, yes. and yeah, but I remember that being like very much sort of wrapped up in, in each other, sort of a, like a break at the same time, trying to like yeah. process like, you know, what, the these thoughts of spirituality. Go ahead, Mark. What, were the two states of mind connected then? Do you think that mm-hmm. this kind of spiritual impact that you experienced and a flare up in your mental well-being, were they two two different facets of the same event, would you say? Or were they unconnected or did one cause no, the other? Uh, I think they're so interconnected. They're so uh-huh. interconnected. And I think that happens a lot too. Like when I see people like in the spiritual like community talking about their kundalini awakening or something uh like that I'm like you that sounds like mental illness like it's just such a fine line Mm -hmm. between um the kind of like delusions that I was having were very like spiritually based and I think it's just because my mind doesn't have context for anything else yeah yeah so like because I was raised with the belief that God and angels and prayer and all that kind of stuff is real once I recovered from that and kind of like got my bearings of like who am I? And then immediately after that went into teaching mm-hmm. and was with children all the time where you cannot fake anything. Yeah. Um, which was a spiritual experience in itself. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. And so I think in, as I've recovered from that, there's been a both and where right. I really do enjoy spiritual life. I was a very spiritual kid, like going to camp as a kid for me and telling me that there's like a Holy spirit. I was like, let me just do a potion. Like I was, (laughs) (laughs) I was always making potions as a kid. I was always in the garden. That's another thing too. I started gardening a lot and Mm -hmm. there's so much like, then I start drying herbs. Then I start looking like, you know, like the little witch surrounded by cats and herbs. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so what would you say now, uh, you know, you would say where you kind of land at this point? Like, obviously, this is a continuous process. But like, if you were to describe, you know, what your faith or your spirituality or things like that are, what do you believe at this point, you know, today on December 3rd, sure. 2023, not for <laughs> Yeah, I would say times. that it, it does change day to day. Some mm-hmm. days I'm like, I cannot even... Like, I mm-hmm. cannot even believe that that's a thing. Um, mm-hmm. I I would say that I'm open. I think like Mark said in the beginning of the podcast, you can be consensual and like what you're open, like the experiences that you're opening yourself to. Yeah. And for right now, I found tarot cards as a really good tool to experience spirituality mm-hmm. um, and just, but also just like a tool of like self-reflection. Mm-hmm. Yes, and sometimes that comes in with like a conference with like a little voice in my head that is like 
this is what you should do. This is what you should, mm. shouldn't do. Um, that little voice in my head that was like gone for like a decade right. came back. And now I can hear. So whether it's my highest self, whether it's a God, wh- whether it's spirits at all, um, I would say like, I'm a very intuitive person. Right. Like, you know, I am very intuitive as far as like, like the situation you were talking about with like Kelly DeBartok, she mm-hmm. was intuitive in that right. time. I yeah, can be yeah, yeah. intuitive enough to even know that like my children are going to walk in or like <laughs> all the things that like you just keep them clocked up here, whether right. it's I'm just keeping a hold of information or do I pick up on things that people don't see all the time? Right. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. 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 That's fascinating. And I and I yes, love it. it I love just hearing that. Like, mm. like I said, it's a different like I think the way that you put it, too, it's like it's not that we're in a different place like a, just a different perspective on yeah kind of a... well, and like I would say like I believe in magic and mm-hmm. you believe in magic you know I believe you, in magic yeah you believe in magic because you seek out all these experiences that create that like mm. what if what if that was true that sure so yeah I get what you're saying it's true right yeah it's kind um, of I mean it's like this the sort of thing where I've said that like you know if I'm I don't believe in ghosts. If you take me to a haunted house, I'm willing to like experience it oh, as yeah. if I did or something and then like you, that. Yeah. But your body responds to it right. the exact same way, whether you yeah. believe it or not. Yeah, totally. I get you there. Yeah. You're there. So I think I would just say, yeah, that it, it depends on the day and I'm not really trying to convince anyone of anything. <laughs> it's yeah. just like, I love how consensual post Christianity is where it's just like, mm. if it's not for you, like then it's not for you. Right. Absolutely. That's a huge thing. I think that people don't necessarily see that from the outside, that like the idea of everything about your life being consensual is an Mm. entirely new thought process that has never, ever been a part of your reality until you journey out of it. And it's like really difficult to kind of like get that apart to be like, just imagine consent had nothing to do with any of your beliefs, any of the things that you you your path in life you know being set out before you and all that kind of stuff that yeah that ability to choose and say yeah or no or whatever is huge oh, hold on i think brennan's here now oh nice one second <laughs> no problem <clears throat> well no one asks to be born do they <laughs> no no they don't you know yeah no one no one exists by consent Everything is everything that follows our birth is done, you know, to an unwilling participant. We're all here. Like, <laughs> no one asked now, just imagine that also then you had no consent in any of the choices you made once you were here. That'd suck. Are, <laughs> we, just, are we describing our childhood? <laughs> yeah, no. right. Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that said, um, and thanks for sharing that journey. Um, yeah, yeah, completely. Just real briefly, Mark, you want to tell us what you've learned about tarot before yeah. Look, Leanne dives into it with us. By by engaging in tarot this evening, we are engaging in uh, something which can be traced back to around about the late 14th, early 15th century, right? Um, before that, roots in Egypt or China, probably. But it's really in the 15th century in Europe, where uh, Italy, in fact, that tarot kind of split itself off from playing cards and... Uh, initially, yes, used for playing games, but they gradually gained kind of occult associations in the 18th century. You'd find them linked with uh, alchemy 
astrology, yeah, even more esoteric stuff like Kabbalah. Um, and then uh, the further, the closer to our timeline you go, 18th, 19th centuries, that's when you get its use being more popular in things like divination, you know. Um, and then uh, it's in the 20th century that they uh, were kind of became useful for psychologists, uh, used them in therapy, self-exploration, introspection, that kind of thing. Um, uh, and, you know, since then, pop culture takes over. They appear more in, in movies, literature, art, and are often used as a means of reflection, you know, exploration, mm. trying to find, trying to intuit what your path might be. Um, but yes, uh, 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 not, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's not a new practice. It's been around for fucking hundreds of years. That's really interesting. I didn't know that like psychologists used it, um, yeah. you know, and, and this idea I told Leanne earlier, I was like, I have no context really for Arrow <laughs> oh, no, like, beside like, mm. you know, seeing it in movies or things like that. So this sort of concept of it just being like, in a way, a tool of self-reflection is like, okay, I had not known about that yeah, as its sort of central idea I think a lot of the people that I follow so like a lot of the content that I engage with on TikTok is people who are doing like collective readings or anything like that and I be like you know I grew up listening to many sermons mm. every single week and being like does this apply to me or not does this apply mm, to mm -hmm. me or not does this apply yes. to me so it's been very helpful to have that spiritual language and message mm, mm -hmm. come back and be able to evaluate like is that me or is this not me or is this me or not me so it's really more of just like a self-assessment and or like sometimes I'll do right. it like with my husband and I'll pull cards for him and be like this is your situation and then he'll either agree or disagree but either way so it's not fortune telling yeah it's, it's not fortune yeah no, no, no it's not fortune telling it's a you so you're kind of the cards aren't yeah prescribing something to you or things like that it's a way for you to like you said you and you pull a card from britain you talk about it. if it doesn't apply all right but we've talked out this yeah thing. but then you've it's, had like this really beneficial beneficial conversation of like this that's encouraging or this is right. scary or you know whatever it is okay i love that do we do we take it in turns or so we, we, this is work? this is what we can do so the the deck that i got that i was super excited about so like i had this normal deck which is just mm -hmm. like I'll see if like it's just got like the typical mm -hmm. like you know all the stuff that you would normally see but the deck that I got that I was like ooh, I should show Corey and Mark this is it has all the meanings and all the associations oh, and all the planets, wonderful everything on there and it was actually made by let me say Raven and Rogue um and she had a stroke and she loved doing tarot, but she forgot everything. I just didn't really have the capacity to mm. memorize the deck anymore. And like most tarot card readers just have memorized the deck. Right. Yeah. Memorize how like all whatever they're saying to you is pretty much pre, you know, designed. Yes. Um, yes. Right. Like, so if I pull cards for you guys, I don't have to look up the meaning and like second guess myself. I can right. just like it's basically like fortune cookie. <laughs> like, so okay. the, Leanne, can I ask then just for my knowledge, is there, yeah. is there like a tarot kind of manual or guidebook mm -hmm. that you have? Yeah. That, 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 so if I, if this reading from you would, would another practitioner elsewhere interpret the same cards the same way, or does everybody have their own kind of version of what's going on? I think is that it? 
I, that's what I would say. I think someone with more experience could look at the deck and say more and give more information of like how the right, cards right, interact right. with each other. So like, I yeah. think there's always more information that could be had. Um, and I, I wouldn't necessarily consider myself like an expert on tarot, but I have fun pulling it for people because it's just like, whatever. Excellent. Um, but the, oh, what I was going to show you. So like this deck comes with the, a nifty little thing where like there can be predetermined like based on like when I pop out the the cards depending on where I put them it could be like this card is going to be like your the major issue that you're having this card's going to be the further issue like all mm, this so like okay, for you right. guys if I wanted to do like a three card pull then I would like just pull three cards for you. And one would be the past, one would be the present, and the the last card would be the future. Uh -huh. oh, that's so cool. <laughs> and so that that's all it that's all it would be. And so like you would have to consent and then decide like what situation. So like recently I've been like wondering about work situations and like what's going on with that. So like I had a lady pull my cards. She did a whole spread that usually takes her like an hour to do. And she's mm -hmm. just this like sweet older woman just like helping me try to figure out my work situation with her <laughs> and it's just like super fun like every time nice. I've had someone read my cards it's just been super sweet and um yeah they've been super helpful and fun so when I got this deck I was like I can do that so I could do that for you guys do you guys want to do like a three card poll or do you want to do so will this be for for both of us this is like a jack of all graves I could do reading or do you or individually no I'd I'd, I'd like I'd like to see an individual, yeah, an individual okay. poll. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I could do a personal one. And do you want to do three cards, or you want to do like a main theme? Well, what do you like... What do you think, Corey? Three cards each. Yeah, let's do yeah, it. Let's do three cards. Okay. okay. So, who wants to go first? Go Hit on, me, Corey. Yeah. <laughs> let's do Corey. Okay, Corey will be good because I know Corey, so I can pull from all my previous knowledge. Okay. <laughs> nice. So, do you have an issue or a? like a work thing a love thing a friend thing sure I mean like work-wise sure. um do I tell you want me to tell you what I'm no you can oh, okay. let's we'll talk it through all right so, like, we'll start just, work like, thing yeah the let's intention go with, work. with like obviously you're probably thinking of something super specific mm -hmm. so it I'll pull the cards and then we'll kind of see where it goes so okay. I the first one popped out was the high priestess all right. So nice. That's a good <laughs> one about her. All right, and then we got six of wands. So that's like your current situation. Six of ones. Of wands. Like oh, wands. Of wands. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> got okay. It. It's like it's like seven of nine. What's Ooh. Here? Okay. Six okay. Of wands, and then got. the emperor. Okay. So okay. these are pretty like major cards. These Ooh, okay. these are very powerful cards. Um, the high priestess. This is kind of like where you've been in the past maybe like moving into the new things it's about intuition unconsciousness your inner voice mm. mystery um so it's saying you need to listen to your gut meditate reflect and turn inward as the answers are within you and you're headed towards a period of growth so that's okay. kind of like the vibe yeah the last bit for you which is pretty straightforward yeah <laughs> it is indeed um but let's see what it goes into. So it goes into yeah. right now the six of wands, which is about progress, confidence, victory, and public acknowledgement. 
Okay. Nice, okay. nice, so, nice, nice. Yeah. An important milestone has been reached and you're feeling confident and self-assured. It kind of feels like D&D. Not, <laughs> not only have you reached your goals, but others have taken notice of you and you've received acclaim. Don't yeah. let guilt stand in the way of your success. Nice. That's that's nice. now yeah, what real we're nice. looking for in the future is the emperor which is another like major arcana which i can't tell you all the things but it's a pretty big deal okay but um you're in control and your hard work has brought the great rewards and you'll find yourself taking on new responsibilities now is a great time to take on projects or hobbies requiring more mental fortitude wow nice. so yours okay. is pretty like easy breezy like it is yes you're doing awesome keep doing what you're doing yeah and you're just gonna keep getting more opportunities and i mean look what was that about about recognition what, what were we talking about right we're literally past, just talking know? about this like and even in the work way like this is, it totally does match up with sort of my journey in work right now and being in sort of a position of like you know my at work they have said like we we want to give you more to do. We're working on this stuff. We're trying to sort of mm. expand your role and all of that kind of stuff and sort of trying to take that in and be like, all right, well, then from here, you know, hopefully this becomes something within the organization that I'm already in. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, ultimately just sort of like leaning into that idea of like, yeah, I am have that confidence and that it's people are giving it back to me from outwards as well. I mean, like, all right, like then like let's go <laughs> let's, yeah no and you know, so like you have both, both the high priestess and the emperor which would just as you would assume from any connotation from that like it's a very par powerful stance and it's going towards an even like the emperor more powerful stance because of patriarchy <laughs> right because <laughs> the tarot <laughs> is still laid into the stacked against you so yeah. yours, yours is pretty painless I that was say. painless. Yeah. Thank you. Nice one, Corey. <laughs> Good work, mate. No, and I like to to your point, right? Of like thinking about this as like a way of thinking through where you are in things, mm -hmm. right? Oh, like, I can certainly see the application. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Like that could have also been that it's like, that's not where I'm at right now. And being yeah. like, all right, well, right well, how do I get me, to that place? You know? I see nothing, nothing spiritual here at all so far. All I'm seeing here is is a is a tool that you can use to rationalize, contextualize, mm -hmm. and organize your thoughts and, and work towards taking action against something. You know what I mean? That is yeah. all good so far. And I think yeah. like the spirituality comes in from the point of like, obviously it was a good message for Corey. Yeah, it yeah, feels yeah, yeah, good. Yeah. It feels like good to have Is it always then? Is it always? No, is there? It's not. Okay. okay. <laughs> right. It's not always like, and like sometimes a lot of mine for like a while, um, it was telling me, like you no one's coming to rescue you you need to mm, take yeah, yeah. the reins like you need to keep like get go like you're the adult so mm. that was like when I started reading tarot it was like hello like you need to take responsibility yeah. for yourself mm -hmm. and now it's just like I'm in a season where I'm getting a lot of like telling me to rest of course I'm in recuperation from like mental health stuff and so it's just been a like really easy way to like interact with how I'm feeling or what's going on yeah. um but yeah it can be there like, so let's say it was all negative and she got cards that did not feel like they resonated with her situation. Sometimes that would just take a card. And like, if she had gotten the high priestess in reverse, then that would have been like the negative side mm -hmm. of that card. 
So if she had gotten the negative side and she was feeling like that wasn't necessarily what she wanted to do, it would be like, how can you flip this card? Mm. Yeah, how, yeah, yeah. What can Again, you do yeah, in yeah, yeah. to get the, right. the results that you want to get from yeah. like this situation? Totally. That's and really interesting. So I mean, very good be, shit. Yeah. It could be spiritual in the sense, and there's there's more that could be done. Like I could have sure. us like pause and like put but it just reminds me of like prayer you know and Mm -hmm. i'm just not really like gonna do that but um (laughs) sure right (laughs) like there are ways to make that would be a first that would be a first to the cast we've never had yes it sounds like it's about how you use them right yes well hello kat this is una this is the latest edition (laughs) (laughs) nice you think she's Scandinavian? But you want to do Mark? Yeah, let's do yeah, Mark. Come on. Okay. Let's do it. We'll let's see. do this. Set that intention. Yeah, what's your intention? Do you want to talk to us about it? Like, what are you, what, what makes uh, you excited? So what do you want to let's know? Let's have a little think. So I would, uh, let's see, I would have something in mind around how, uh, what is it about just how do I, how can I amend or change the way I am to get the best results out of my life? What is in my way mm. currently? What mm. what behaviors do I need to address? Oh, okay. uh, what what potentially am I missing out on? What could I be doing more of? So, Just do I generally how how do I suck and to what degree and how to not suck? <laughs> I guess, Mister. Uh, like, what's Sarah? your way? Maybe like yeah, yeah. Right. Like what's your yes. block? And is it you or is it something external or? There we go. There we go. Like mm-hmm. Okay. Sounds about right. Yeah, I mean, and that's another thing is I would approach everything from like positive, like. Mm like I don't do any negative spiritual anything like I would never well that is a good question actually what is the kind of the nega version of you what's nega Leanne up to right now is she hexing people is she mm. what's she doing <laughs> yeah she knows she's probably still going to church oh <laughs> uh, yeah I, I possibly but the negative the, version. what I'm asking I guess is is there is there a kind of a, a a dark practitioner side of this is there an opposite to what you do which is to look instinctively at the positive and and how to kind of make good things happen is there you know do you have an equal yeah I, I, bad witch I, shit? I, I think I understand what you're saying that is another part of it that like always seeing things as like this is going to work out things like yeah. and like something Brennan and I will say like things always work out for us like uh-huh. things always work out for us and like you you say that not knowing it's gonna do it right but then sure. I would try to shape all my language to like I've stopped saying or tried to stop saying sorry mm. yeah 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 but much more like thank you or mm-hmm. thank you for your patience right. or um I appreciate you or anything like that coming at everything from the positive not in the toxic way right mm. but in a way that acknowledges like who you are yeah a and realistic way a way that, that yeah exists yeah and so if you say how do I suck then you don't suck <laughs> yes <laughs> I'm of course I'm doing my usual bit self-deprecating because- to the end because you're probably a perfectionist you just want to know all the blind spots yeah yeah so you're looking for a blind spot and we'll find it in the <laughs> Look at how mark is all like relaxed he's like let's do this he's like, okay, yeah i yeah. really am okay let's see oh we got knight of swords actually all three of yours came out right away hmm. how is that like is there how do you pick what you pull so it's random i'm actually just Shuffling. How many uh, 
cards are there in a deck? How many tarot cards are there? Oh, I don't know. There's a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a, a thick deck. Okay. It's a big mm-hmm. one. Um, so when I shuffle, I just pull and mm-hmm. then it's just like chance, like what Ooh, pops out. Look at that. So it's like Mark's popped out, like, right. I don't have a question. So nothing's popping out. Okay. Gotcha. But like, and it's so weird. Like, it's so weird. Have you ever worked with like a pendulum? No. Like people use pendulums, but like when you're pregnant, people will like tell you put like oh yeah, I've seen over that. Your belly, yeah. And if okay. it goes this okay. way, tells you the boy, gender. If it goes yeah. that way, it's mm. a girl. So I did that, but then recently, oh, you'll just like ask yes or no questions, mm-hmm. and the pendulum will go one way for yes. It's very like much like the wiki board and all you know all that kind of right, board, yeah. not the wiki board. Wow. The wiki. <laughs> We, yeah, Ouija board. Yeah, I got you. Okay. But there, so the idea is that like your spirit team is influencing what comes out. What comes out. Yeah, I got you. Okay. Okay. Let's see what we have here. So the first one is Knight of Swords. And this is going to be metal. <laughs> it does yeah, sound it, metal. It sounds hardcore. Um, so the past is going to be action. There's a lot of impulse, defense. <laughs> And a little ambitious. Mm-hmm. So you're on a mission and there's no stopping you. The only problem is that you may be too quick to take action and you're not planning. Mm-hmm. Keep the energy flowing, but don't be calculated. Don't trip over anyone on your way either. You may be careless of the feelings of others on your mission inadvertently. So try to remain empathetic. Okay. I am not one of life's great planners. <laughs> No. <laughs> so does it feel like it kind of resonates? Yeah, certainly, certainly. So yeah. it it the card depicts like a a knight of swords in um like an an armor mm. charging ahead with great passion on a white horse, like they're ahead of, like you've just been charging through life, but maybe a little hastily. Mm-hmm. With a could use a little extra planning is what I'm kind of getting. Um, yeah. And that maybe you need to be a little more empathetic. Okay, I get that. Of no others. Days. So that, like, maybe in the past. So that's maybe a personal part of growth. So now what you where you're at now is the Six of Wands. And it's progress, confidence, victory, and public yes. acknowledgement. It's the same one that you have It's the same one, yeah. <laughs> public acknowledgement, yes. I do enjoy that. That is, that is good, yes. So you guys are moving towards... Are you guys getting publicly acknowledged? So we're literally, yeah, just talking about that of like people's uh, like Always Spotify wrapped more, and yeah? our YouTube Always comments. Right, right, right. For... Yeah, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so you guys are getting a ton was... of love like uh-huh. lately, and that's and that's true, and that's weird that it's the same card for both of you. <laughs> right. Mm. That's that's amazing. Amazing. With all I those cards. Shuffled yeah. them and oh, that's cool. shuffled them multiple times. Okay, and then the last one is really good. It's the wheel of fortune. So it's it's, it's the luck of change or it's the card of change luck destiny like it's got it's like everything good so you may be taking the good with the bad right now and this Mm -hmm. is a cycle that you cannot control remember that no matter the outcome the wheel always turns and nothing lasts forever which is something i often say that's true yeah you know the, the finite is what it's all about isn't it that fucking that blink of an eye yeah yeah so, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just super quick and easy. You get to kind of like have a moment of reflection, but it sounds like they were pretty accurate for both of you. And I mean, they're vague, but... Yeah, good shit. Yeah. Yeah, I think I like this kind of concept because I think my like idea 
of it had been like it was fortune telling, you know, it was like, oh, you're going to like tell my future through these cards somehow or things like that, you know, as opposed yeah. to like, you know, this being sort of a it's way. It's about now, isn't it? Yeah. It's, yeah, right. <laughs> it is. And like following like the intuition that you have and the feelings that you have. And it's it demands you to be like super present. And mm-hmm. I think like especially mm-hmm. agreed when I had like spiritual burnout there was no way that I could there was no all my structure was gone mm-hmm. so like if I can compare myself to this or just kind of go through something or even sometimes like I'll just pick it up and like if I just need like an encouraging word if yeah. an encouraging card pops out of there randomly you're like oh my gosh that's just <laughs> what I needed all right nice. It's like shaking the magic eight ball or whatever, you yeah, know, it's like, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Getting that like, and oh, good. If it's, if it's a card that you don't immediately connect with, you can just choose to completely disregard it. You can just go, ah, well, yeah, because that's not true for you. And that's what yep. I love about it is that you can just say, yeah, that just, that part doesn't really resonate with me. Yeah. And there's really nothing anyone like that should become your, like your catchphrase. Yeah, <laughs> it's just not resonating. It doesn't resonate with me. No. Nice. Yeah. I'll employ that this week. And, and, you know, I can kind of see also, you know, as much as I don't like astrology and have my issues with it and things like that, when looking at the sort of vagueness of a horoscope and and things like that, like putting it through this lens, right, I can see this as just something someone can look at, like look in the newspaper and what does it say for a Virgo, you know, Mm. Um, and then how can I process that and like you know, how do I make that true if it's a thing that I, I would like to be true of me? Or how do I avoid that if that's a thing that I don't yeah. want to be true of me, as opposed to this yeah. act- actively being able to be like, oh, me and the million other Virgos all have yeah. the exact right. same thing going on. Yeah. Well, and I think yeah. like it kind of like when I started exploring spirituality through gardening and connecting with the earth and being like more in tune with the seasons and, and practicing like or celebrating solstice or like all those kind of things, like all the plants and all the animals on earth have different seasons in which they enter or, you know, different activities that they do. Like it would make sense that humans also mm-hmm. enter the earth in a certain season and it, it affects how they are. Yeah. Like, just like we were talking about with the moon last week, like, you know, it makes sense that things about I, that I can buy. Earth, I can certainly yeah. buy that the moon would have, you yeah, know, a, a behavioral is... impact. Certainly. And yeah. all that kind of stuff is like, uh, like on full moons, it's crazy at school. It's yeah, crazy right. for Brennan. It's crazy for customer service. It's always crazy. It makes people crazy. And it just, it's of course it can be just a quick way to be like oh the moon you know or whatever (laughs) right mercury retrograde yeah (laughs) we are being affected in some way by the planets and i believe there's a cult out there actually that wants to destroy the moon i think there's is there uh, as uh, as a manifesto point it has you know if we if we end the moon then that'll that'll sort it all out I don't, I don't Isn't know that if that the, would solve it. The minions. I think, yeah, Gru <laughs> wanted minions. to do it at one point, didn't he? He, he wanted to steal the He's just literally talking about Despicable Me. He's literally talking about minions. <laughs> 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 no, yeah, that's, that's probably what it is. No, this is, yeah, I'm glad you shared this with us, though, because it's a totally different perspective, like I said. And I Completely. think, you know, my my understanding of what this yeah. was is, is different than well, what it actually is. This is just my practice. Right. Of my course. personal practice. And so like there, there would be people who are saying, this is not that. Yeah. No, that's not This it. is prescriptive. This yeah. is what your But anytime is, someone yeah. comes at me with like, you don't, I don't be like, who are you to say? Right. Like, nice. 
that's mine. It's the consent thing again, right? Like, you know, (laughs) who are you to tell me how spirituality works and how I'm supposed to practice it and all of this kind of stuff, you know, this is how it works for me. Yeah. And it's given me a lot of like confidence and like, because I think when I started in such like a reliant place, um, being born like a sinner and needing help at all times, Mm-hmm. For me to get into a headspace where it's like you're in control, you're that bitch. Mm. You tell people what what's gonna work for you. It's just so much more empowering. Yeah, I really like that. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, thanks I'm, for letting I'm, me do it. Thank you. Hell <laughs> of a note to I go mean, out on. There yeah. are plenty. Like I, I get my tarot cards read all the time, and and the people that you can do it yourself. It, yeah, can you read your own? I guess you. Read I read own. mine, and I feel like yeah, I yeah. get more insight doing mine like spiritual insight, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've had other tarot card readers, friends who have read mine and given really beautiful insight that they may or may not have had special access to, you know, mm-hmm. uh-huh. like it's not my job to prove it. All I know is that right. they said something that really meant a lot to me when they did it. Yeah, yeah totally. Um, and that's what I do. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. So before we we live off here, um, A, I think you wanted to shout out the person who made your your sweatshirt or that you're wearing oh yeah becky made that on etsy it's a pisces uh shirt (laughs) with like a seal of sorts on it what's the etsy yeah her name's becky made that becky made that on the the shop is becky made that because you have anywhere you want people to follow you um you can follow me oh yeah you want to follow me on instagram it's it's liani with four a's so that none of my students can find <laughs> but me. But not what you think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Liani with four A's, which would be and L-I-A-A. I have, yeah, I have to explain a lot. Yeah, if, if you can figure out how to spell my name, you will find me because I'm the yeah, only yeah, one. You, you I'll also it. post it in the blog. Um, yes. And you can you can find her there. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for, for doing this, Leanne. This is an awesome idea. And I'm glad yes, you Leanne, it's been fantastic. Has... Great yeah. to speak to you again. Well, you've, you've given us a good reads. So, yeah. sure. So yeah. I didn't have to yeah, be yeah. like, also true. So also true. You're going to die <laughs> tonight. <laughs> tonight. <laughs> one of those demons. demons. Yeah. One yes, of those exactly. Demons to visit. <laughs> well, no, I'm, I like fun. how the effect is the sun's just like going down. So, I'm just going to go into the darkness here. <laughs> Could, yeah, that's very nice. It's fitting. really nice. It's it is really perfect. <laughs> um, beautiful. So I will link to Leanne on the things. Um, and dear Jack of all Graves friends, thank you for joining us once again for our December craziness, which will continue as we move oh, on yeah. into Mark's birthday week when we will have our watch along next week. Yes, details to follow shortly. Details to follow. And anything else that we should leave them with, Mark? Uh, just stay spooky. Kelly to Bartok specifically. Seriously. Get Especially wild. Kelly to Bartok. <laughs>